How many of you want to experience increase and progress this year? Well, progress, as someone said, is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. So change begins with the renewing of your mind. Look with me at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Rome, said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Every day we should be saying, Lord, I am yours, and I present my life to you as a living sacrifice. And in verse 2, he says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, friends, when you present your body to God daily, and you are serious about getting your mind renewed as a process on a daily basis, you will find and fulfill the perfect will of God. The will of God will be done without any doubt when you do those two things. Now, God's words and God's thoughts are trans transforming. Philip says it like this. He says, don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within. Now, the evidence of a renewed mind is transformation. And it is change. D.L. Moody said this. He said, the Bible was not really given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. Now, many people resist change, but I believe this, that we should be uh, embracing change. Now, I read something uh, today about the three stages uh, that people go through when confronted with change. Number one, resistance to change. Number two, they're tolerant of change. And then number three, they embrace change. So make a decision at the top of this year. The things that God is ordaining in your life to change, make the decision that you are going to go to the Holy Ghost tailor shop and let him shift some things around and cause your life to be conformed to his perfect will. And you know what? You will be glad that you did. You never have to be afraid of the changes that he ordains simply because he's given you power from on high to help you and to enable you to change. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and a love and of a sound mind. Know this, that on the inside of you, you can do it. On the inside of you, you can change because he's your helper. He's your Guide. He's your intercessor. When the days where you feel weak, like you don't feel like you can go on, he's your strengthener. Amen. When you feel like you're going to fall and falter, the Bible says he will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. Amen? So he is there on the inside to help you. So we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me anyhow? Amen? 
And then, as we said last week, um, we then want to make sure that we uh, don't perceive change as some kind of an admission of weakness in our lives. You know, people say things like, well, you know, I can handle this. I'm good. I don't need help. Basically, what they're saying is, I'm not admitting my weaknesses. And what that does is that opens up the door for them to be deceived. And when you're self-deceived, you don't even need the devil to deceive you. So we then must be doers of the word or be doers of those things that God is ordaining for us in 2016 and open up the door real strong to him. It takes a strong person to admit that they need to change. It takes a strong person to admit that they need help. Uh, I like this one quote from Bruce Barton. He said this, when you're through changing, you're through. Well, how many of you know that God's not through with you yet? And I just have this sense on the inside of me that every one of you want the perfect will of God and that you want his completion in your life every day. Amen. Now, let's look at this one today. Another reason why people don't change is they're in the comfort zone. You know why the disciples didn't want to get out of the boat, don't you? Because they were comfortable in the boat and they were afraid. And so many people on life's pathway, they're so comfortable. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They're just too comfortable. And so they don't want to see things unsettled in their lives. I've discovered this. There are some things that need to be unsettled in our lives. There are some things where we need to stir ourselves up in Christ Jesus so that these changes can be initiated in our lives. You've got the power to change. Now, one thing that we need to make sure that we do concerning change is stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Well, I was born here, and if I would have been born there, and if I would have gotten that scholarship, and if this would have happened and that would have happened, things would be different. No, you're the same person with or without a scholarship. And there's opportunities for you every day of your life. Amen? So look at John chapter 5. John, the fifth chapter, here's the story of a man that uh, had been bound up by a sickness and disease for 38 years. John 5, in verse 2, it says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered. And what were they waiting for? They were waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool, and he troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stopped in was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. And a certain man, everyone say a certain man. He was there which had an infirmity. How many years? I mean, that's a long time, isn't it? Have you ever dealt with any chronic issues in your life? Five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years? I want to encourage you today that the Lord can turn that around in a moment of time. 
Amen? And so when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? In order for you and I to change and for this to take place, there must be a not only a decision to change, but there must be a strong desire to change. Amen? Possessing a strong desire to change opens the door for him to move in and do some awesome things in your life. The question I have for you this morning is how strong is your want to? How strong is your want to? Is your want to strong enough to... Now you fill in the blank. Is your want to strong enough to cut off that relationship that has been toxic? Is your want to strong enough to throw that credit card away? Is your want to strong enough to maintain your gym membership in February? Is your want to strong enough to throw the computer away if necessary? Is your want to strong enough to, come on, fill in the blank. You see, we must possess a strong desire to fulfill The will of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. You have. I have. We have what it takes on the inside of us. And you wouldn't be here this morning if down on the inside you didn't sense that God wants to do some awesome things in your life this year. You'd have just stayed in bed with the rest of the world and nursed your hangover. But instead, you came to the house of the Lord to hear from heaven and to be encouraged in the Lord to know that you can do this by the grace of God. Give him some faith to work with in 2016. Give him your life. Give him your heart. Say, Lord, I am yours. You are mine. And there is nothing we can't do in you. Hallelujah. You can do this. You can make it. Glory to God. Amen. Verse 7. So the impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I've got no man. Well, man is not our source. He's our source. When the water's troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. It sounds like victim mentality here. The man made excuses for not getting into the water. As a result, his condition remained the same. Are there certain conditions that you would rather not see stay the same this year? I've got some. We all have some. But in order for this to be accomplished, 
We must be willing to stir ourselves up and to get out of our comfort zone. Years ago, I heard a wonderful man of God say this. He said, excuses, they are nails used to build a house of failure. Excuses are a major enemy to change. Stop it. No more. You've got the power to stop making excuses. Here's what Jesus said to him. Read verse 8 with me if you would. Jesus said unto him. Let's read that last part together one more time. Rise. Before he could take up his bed, before he could walk, he had to do what? He had to rise. He had to change his posture. He had to change his position. In order for us to change, we must make changes in our position and in our posture and even sometimes in our attitude and our disposition. You see, an attitude of failure, an attitude of, attitude of doubt, an attitude of low self-esteem will not get it. We must change our position and get into the spirit of faith and rise up and take our bed. And let's walk this year. Amen? Amen. And notice verse 9. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. So here's the deal. Sometimes we need to change the things we've become accustomed to. How many of you remember a gentleman by the name of Moses? Now, what was Moses' hang-up? He didn't feel like he could do what God had told him to do because he simply had feelings of inadequacy. Anybody ever faced feelings of inadequacy before. He felt unqualified to do the job. He felt he had too many weaknesses. His self-esteem was extremely low. Now listen carefully. Locate the area in which you have become comfortable making these excuses and make A decision that I'm going to change. I'm going to change. Now I want to give you some food for thought this morning. You know, we've exited 2015. We're now in 2016. And there are some things about 2015 that I am so thankful for. I mean, I am so grateful Number one, for life. I am so thankful and so grateful for my family and my beautiful wife, Brenda. I am so grateful and thankful to be able to minister to a congregation like this. I am blessed coming in. And I am blessed going out. But there are some things about 2015 that, quite frankly, I can't hold on to. 
There are some things about 2015 that I personally need to let go of. And I just have this hunch in my spirit that if that's true for the goose, it's true for the gander. That you just might have some things that would not be profitable for you to embrace and to lay hold of and to keep. Now notice what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14. We see insight into how then we can face our future with faith and not look back with guilt or disgust or with grief. Notice with me, he says, brethren... I count not myself to have apprehended. What that is saying is I don't believe that I have arrived. Anybody here arrived already? No, we have not arrived. But he said, but this one thing I do, this is what I'm going to do for sure. And before you leave this place this morning, I want to ask you to do this for sure. Do this of a certainty. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things. Or it might be just that thing. Or it may be a plurality of things. But forget them. Forget those things which are behind. In other words, let go of the hurts. Let go of the stupid things that maybe you have done that opened up the door for the enemy. We'll have to be honest about it. Let go of those lousy, stinking attitudes. Another thing is let go of those cares that God told you never, never, ever to take. Let go of all of the worries and the anxieties. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) This is one thing I do. I'm going to forget those things. I'm going to forget what those people said about me. That's an illustration. I'm not talking about you. (laughs) I'm going to forget it. Forgetting those things which are behind. You cannot make progress in changes in life by looking in the rearview window. But here's what I'm going to do. Instead of holding on, I'm going to reach. I'm going to press. I'm going to reach unto those, look at, unto those things. Everyone say things, things. Which are before. I submit to you this morning that God has got some awesome things out ahead of you. I can say that prophetically. I say by the word of the Lord, he's got some awesome things out ahead of you. Oh, glory to God. And I'm encouraging today to reach for them, go for them, let the past go, and move on into your future with your head up and your hope strong and your faith alive. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Got to preach just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching into those things which are ahead. Now look at verse 14. Let's read it together. I press. Stop right there. Who presses? As much as I love Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom cannot press for me. He can hook with me. He can lock shields with me. But at the end of the day, 
I need to do some pressing myself. We have one another. We love one another. We hook with one another. But listen, friends, we all must press through the pressures of this life. We must press through the past. I press, Paul said, toward the mark. Toward the mark. God's got some marks for you. God's got some God-ordained goals for you. And he said, I'm going to press toward the mark. Read the rest with me. For what? For what? The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God doesn't put a low calling on any of his children. He's got a high calling for you. Now notice Isaiah 43 in verse 18 and verse 19. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and verse 19. Same way of saying it. Remember not the former things. In other words, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past, neither consider the things of old. Now notice verse 20. For behold, I do what kind of thing? It's a new year. He wants to do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. He says, now it'll spring forth. Shall you not know it? Listen, friends, Jerry Savelle said this years ago, if you will get in the flow, you'll get in the know. If you'll get in the know, you'll get in the flow. I will make a way in the wilderness. Oh, hallelujah. He is the way in the wilderness. And he said, I will make rivers in the desert. So here's your assignment this morning. Forget the past and let God do something new this year. And as you do, you will move forward and you will not be bound by the past. Amen? Let me give you some ideas, some thoughts here this morning. Sins and habits Are there any changes? Are there any things that you sense in your heart that God's been dealing with you about to change? How many of you know that there's good habits, but then there's bad habits? Habits or even sins. What kind of habits have been holding you down? What kind of sins have been weighing you down? What kind of weights? have kept you sidelined on the path that God's got for you. I'm a firm believer in doing what I can do in the natural realm. I'm a firm believer in taking care of my body. I'm a firm believer in doing my due diligence naturally. But how many of you know your natural in the natural ain't enough? But if you will do what you know to do in the natural... He'll put his super. I'll try this section over here. If you will do what you can do in the natural, he'll put his super. He'll put his super on your natural. And when you have supernatural power working in your life, whoo, glory to God. Those habits, those sins can become a thing of the past. How about relationships? Any changes that you're sensing? Anybody have any toxic relationships? Anybody have some things that, 
you know, that you just know that God's been dealing with you on just to, to let that go, to, to lay that aside? I mean, you know, Pastor, he tells me he's going to marry me, but it's been 10 years. You might want to... You might want to pray about that a little bit harder. But it's not just toxic relationships between males and females. How many of you know that you can have a toxic relationship with people around you that are just so full of negativity that every time you get around them, you just feel bummed out? Now, we're here to be a light in the world. We're here to lift people. But understand this. You do not want to bring negative, toxic people into your inner circle of friendship. I wonder if I could just get a little witness here this morning. You know, the Bible says if your arm offends you, hands offends you, you know, do what? Cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. Don't put up with any toxic relationships. Don't you dare put up with verbal abuse in your home. Don't you dare put up with physical abuse in your home. Don't you put up with physical or verbal abuse by your family members. Amen? Do what you got to do. And then what about debts? Anybody, anybody just tired of debt? Is there anything that you can do this year to work on paying off your debts? Now, every year we have what we call Financial Peace University. Financial Peace University is a great way that you can learn and you can develop and how to pay your debts off one at a time. How many of you have been through Financial Peace University? What can you do to get rid of debt? I'll tell you one thing you can do. You can throw the credit cards away. What can you do to get rid of debt? Stop charging. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, the Joneses have this and the Joneses have that. So what what the Joneses got? Amen. Life does not consist of the things you possess. What about health? What about health? Is there anything that the doctors are telling you to do that you haven't done? You know, a lot of people are afraid to go to doctors because they're full of fear. Many people are afraid to go get a checkup because they think that something might be wrong with them. Well, you know, go get a checkup. You may find out that everything's just fine with you. Or go get a checkup, and if you find that something is wrong with you, and if they have the remedy for you in the natural, put your super on the natural and get it done. Stop Stop avoiding these issues. Stop of well, I'm I'm just I'm just not led to do that. I'm not led to have this surgery. I'm not led to do that treatment. That very well may be true, but make sure that it's the true leading of the spirit and not fear. Or foolishness. And I, I don't mean this wrongly and I don't mean it proudfully. Or as a put down, but I know people today that are dead when they didn't have to be today because they didn't do what they could have done in the natural realm. Now, I had some issues come up in my life physically over the years.
and I submitted myself to some doctors uh, and who helped me greatly and to some treatments that I took over the course of the years. And I am so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I didn't get into this super hyper faith thing where I said, well, no, my faith will take care of it. Well, if my faith could have taken care of it, it would have been taken care of by the time. Are you listening to me? So what I did in my little life, and this is only me, I'm not telling you what to do. What I did in my little life is I went ahead and submitted myself to treatments. Amen. But while I was doing the treatments, I also fed my spirit faith. So I did what I did in the natural, and I fed my spirit the supernatural word of God. His super came on my natural, and what was an issue in my life is no longer an issue. It's a dead issue. It's over with. It's gone. It's done with. Somebody says, what were you standing against? None of your business. <laughs> Just know this, that God's no respecter of persons. And what he has done for one, he will do for others. So don't get into this thing of foolishness and hyper faith. Now be led by the Spirit, but walk by faith and not by sight. Now what other things... For your consideration. How about this? Dreams. Anybody got any dreams in their heart? Ask yourself, what can I do to move toward these dreams? Anybody ever let some of their dreams fall by the wayside? Now here's the word for you this morning. It's time to refocus. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to refocus. Psalms 139 says, All the days of your life were ordained by God. And then in Jeremiah 29 11, he says that God's got a plan with a hope and a future for you. Amen. Now listen very carefully. Is your life so busy that you're not focused on God's plan for your life? If your life is too busy for him, you're just too busy. Listen, having a dream brings fulfillment in your life. Mark Twain said this, The two most important days in your life are the days, the day you were born, and the day you find out why. Rick Warren said this, the purpose of your life is far greater than your personal fulfillment. Your purpose is greater than your personal fulfillment. Now listen, there are some steps that you can take this morning to finding your purpose. One question that you'll have to ask yourself is, okay, what am I doing that I should not be doing? What am I doing that I really have no business doing? What am I doing? Secondly, what am I not doing that I should be doing? What am I not doing that I should be doing? And then, when you understand that, you can begin to take steps 
in the right direction. And you can do it today. Because now is the day of salvation. Right before that we have communion this morning, I want to ask you, how many of you have heard that song, I Have Decided? I have decided to do what? I have decided to follow Jesus. Then he goes on to say, no what? No turning back. No turning back. Now there are three decisions that I would love for you to make this morning before we have communion at the top of this year. Number one, I have decided to make the most out of this year. I've decided to make the most out of this year. Ephesians said this, that we are to be careful how we live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now lift your hands up with me and say this in faith. I make the quality decision to follow Jesus and to make the most of 2016. Secondly, he says, get rid of all distractions. How many of you know distractions will only get in your way with your relationship with God? Hebrews says it like this. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let's throw away everything that hinders and the sin which so easily entangle us and let us run with patience the race that is marked out for us, looking away from everything that would distract, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Pray this way. I have decided. And I make this quality decision to get rid of all distractions. To let go of those things that take away my time from Him, from church, from prayer, from worship. And then we must prioritize His presence in our life. Oh man, there ain't nothing like the presence of God. There's nothing like the presence of God. Just lift up your hands and let's just draw nigh to Him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and pray for a few moments. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we draw near to you today. And as we draw near to you, we know that you draw near to us. Oh, prioritize his presence in your life. Make it a priority to read at least one chapter a day. Make a priority to get up a little early and pray. Make it a priority to be in church a couple times a week. Prioritize his presence in your life. Philippians says it like this, but whatever Things were gained to me. I now consider them loss for the sake of Jesus Christ. Now raise up your hand and say this with me. I make the decision at the top of this year to prioritize your presence in my life. Oh, glory to God.
He's moving right now. Some of the things that you don't feel happen right away are happening right now in the spirit realm. He's working on your behalf. He's moving. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we as a church make a decision that we're going to align our life and to align our thoughts with your word. Lord, help us not to be carnally minded, but help us as your children to be spiritually minded. And thus, we'll have life and we'll have peace every day of our lives. Father, we thank you that it is possible to keep our hearts and our minds stayed upon you. My mind is my mind. I have a sound mind. And Father, we declare today that we have the mind of Christ. Say this with me. I have have today. today. I've got the mind of Christ. I've got the wisdom of God flowing on the inside of me. And I let your word, I let your wisdom dwell in me richly. And I choose to think the thoughts of God. I choose life today. I thank you for Isaiah 26, 3. Where you said that you would keep me in perfect peace as I keep my heart and as I keep my mind stayed on you. I will think the thoughts of God. I will keep my heart and mind set on things above, not on the things of this earth. I choose to think to talk, to speak, to act on those thoughts that are good, that are pure, that are perfect, that are of good report. I choose to think the thoughts of God. Change me, Holy Spirit, from the inside out. I open up my heart to you, dear Lord, for the changes that you direct me in. And I thank you for your enabling to do so. And so, Lord, I access your great grace, your saving grace, your standing grace, your loving grace. I access it today with my faith.